This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time to be taken on a journey on the DJ Mac Travel Show, only on Plains FM. Uh, hello everyone and welcome to today's show. Uh, once more we've um, got a guest with us and his name is Dr Arpi. Hello Dr Arpi, how are you? Hello there Douglas, I'm very good. Good, good and nice to hear from you again. Some of your um, listeners may have remembered that Dr Arpi was on in the beginning of the year, probably prior to us going into lockdown level four I believe. That sounds about correct doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Uh, I think this year has been a crazy year. I've got all my timings out. Yep. So. Yes. So have I, because it seems to be cruising along very fast, considering we're up to yeah. the eighth month of the year. So just yeah. a um, bit of a background for those people that may not know who you are, and, and, and just maybe a bit of an introduction as to where you're from and um, where you are based now and what your current job is involved with the medical sector within New Zealand and in the Pacific as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm, uh, my name's Api Talametonga. I'm uh, Fijian. I grew up in Fiji until I came to medical school at Otago Medical School in Dunedin, where I studied, uh, finished my uh, degree in medicine and worked at Christchurch Hospital for a while before going back to Fiji for five, six years to work at the main hospital, main government hospital in Suva. And then I came back to Christchurch to what I thought pursue further training uh, and ended up going into the specialty of general practice. And for about 20 years, I had a practice in Christchurch at the Normans Road Surgery, where I still work uh, once a fortnight, because eight years ago uh, we moved to Auckland and I set up a practice in Manukau, uh, where I spend most of my time. And just lucky enough with the COVID um, outbreak, uh, I was uh, asked to assist the Ministry of Health with the Pacific response to the coronavirus and with this resurgence, I've been roped into that role as well. Okay. And so how there's a talk in New Zealand about a travel bubble to such as the Cook Islands and Fiji. What 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 is your opinion on that? Do you think it's a good idea? Probably not at the moment. While Auckland is in level three, but is it is it something that's feasible, or is it better for um, Fiji and Tonga and New Zealand to remain in their own bubbles at this stage? Maybe for another six months or three months or however long you think is ideal, or or even if the vaccine is available, if that becomes yeah. possible. I think it's a really good question because there's several things at play. Uh, just in general, I think we, as in the combined brains in uh, New Zealand and the Pacific, 
should be able to work out a safe way to uh, sort of merge our bubbles, if, if uh, so to speak. But where that happens and when is the big question, because you're absolutely right. We have to be clear that we've got the elimination strategy working well in New Zealand, that the cases are negative or remain really low and are well contained. And I think we've shown that we haven't quite got that right at the moment with this resurgence. Um, I also appreciate that uh, the Pacific Islands rely a lot on New Zealand tourism. And um, I think there should be ways where we can open up uh, the bubbles Again, when it's safe, when things are in place to protect the Pacific Islands and to protect returning uh, New Zealanders as well, we don't want a repeat of what New Zealand did last year by exporting measles to Samoa, um, causing the death of about 80 people there. So because the health systems of the island countries are not as up to scratch as the one in New Zealand, so I think it can happen because let's re, let's all remember that uh, the coronavirus is predicted to be with us for two or three years. So, and we just have to manage how we deal with the outbreaks, the alert level, and so I think in that space we should be able to negotiate uh, um, uh, a travel between the bubbles. But you're absolutely right. Not now, and uh, it's probably months down the track. Okay, so with what's happening in Auckland at the moment, with the the cluster or the small bubble of of the the contacting that they've managed to work out where this outbreak has come from, would say something like that happened in Suva, or maybe Nandi, because or Suva or Nandi, would do you think Fiji would? Would it spread faster, or do you think was it a bit of a uh, hearsay question as such? It might. Do you think it would be able to be contained as easily or traced as easily as what's happening at the moment? Um, I think uh, it probably uh, wouldn't be able to be right. contained as fast, and the tracing would be a difficulty. I mean, New Zealand's got quite good systems, but we still lack. Uh, you know, 100% foolproof contact tracing capability. And there are many reasons for that. And I think um, you almost want to know if the the bush wireless or the coconut wireless Wireless. in the islands might even work better than that. But you want the islands to be ready to be set up with their public health systems should something like this uh, should something like that happen. So basically what's been learnt so far in New Zealand, once we've perfected that, then you create the bubble yeah. to Fiji or Tonga and then you take that that tracing or that contact tracing perfection to the islands to guarantee absolutely. A, yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I think, And we just, you know, do it slowly. There's no need to rush. It yep. needs to be measured and that we get good agreement. And if things get out of control... We shut the borders, you know, to yep. protect each other. Yep. Okay. So that swings us into contact tracing. So we'll um, contact tracing. So what is a QR code? And so we see that. Out, so 
yes, so this show is recorded on on Thursday. So Wednesday, yesterday, the um, all businesses were required to have a QR code present and also a contact tracing sign-in sheet in front of their business. So QR code stands for quick response code. So what does it actually mean when we scan that our phone? So the information is records, obviously, of what where we were. And, That's right. And then basically, um, if one of the questions I have about it is that I don't have a problem with using it, but if you're just writing down information where you've been um, on that sheet um, and you forget, for example, that you've been to a certain place, then um, that your name on a piece of paper is not really going to mean anything if you've forgotten to tell someone that that's where you were. Is that yes. where the, the electronic version will give you a better um, better record because it won't forget like you do, like your memory does as such? You're absolutely right. Um, the electronic version is ideal, um, but as you know, not many people have downloaded the Ministry of Health Q, uh, COVID app so they can scan the QR code. So I think it's probably um, a quarter or maybe even a fifth of the population that have done it. And for this to work, we need, um, I think I've seen figures of at least 60% of the population to be scanning the QR codes. So the notebook or writing your name down on a piece of paper is kind of like a backup option that in a case where someone who tested positive remembers where they'd been, they would look up the records of that place, both electronically and with pieces of paper, and try and trace uh, people to to see if they could make sure everybody's contact traced and advised to have a test. Um, it is quite uh, an important thing and I think it's something that we as a country need to think about because I, I believe personally this will be our new normal where we're going to have to scan, to, to, to sort of have that awareness of where we've been, who we've been with, at what time uh, because of the fact that this is going to be with us. Uh, for quite a while. For the next two to three years, as yeah. as you said previously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you do write your, if you're not scanning the code, but you do happen to write your name down on that sheet and someone pre previous during the day is infected or becomes positive as such, then you'll be, you'll be contacted if you're on that sheet. So that's one other way, but it's the other way, isn't it? If you become infected or become positive, then you become, yeah, it's the tracing back. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's, and just a little hint there, please take your own pen. You know, oh, yes. places pens that I use by several people, and I think, oh, you should take your own pen. Yes. You're not contaminating yourself. Yes. Well, that's, uh, yeah, or even just put sanitizer on the pen or sanitize your hands after you've done all the pieces like written That's down right. what you need to do. Um, I must admit that it appears that a lot of people are not getting 
sick this year maybe with the common cold or anything like the flu or such because of the amount of hand washing and hand sanitizer that we actually are using at the moment to you know I think you make a good point there yes yes yeah so I <laughs> right so um the next thing is is another term is which is called PPE so what is what is the what are some of the procedures around that when we are so we'll we'll try and swing into a travel part of this now where when should we be using PPE which is basically what is the terminology for PPE So it's personal protective equipment and it uh, is quite variable so with level 3 in Auckland at the moment we are strongly advised to have PPE when we go out in public, especially if you cannot guarantee two-meter distancing. That is the wearing of face masks. Gloves are also uh, an optional and advised if you're going to be handling things, but definitely a face mask. Just to, or a face covering because it could be a cloth. I mean, you go to the other extreme where uh, people like me, when we're working in the clinic, we're wearing a higher grade PPE to protect us from the coughs and the viruses that we, when we are assessing people and doing swabs right. every day in the clinic. So the PPE for the public in Auckland at the moment, and I think. It's another thing we as a a country should try and get used to. That is the wearing of face masks, of, of, you know, a cloth or a disposable mask that just protects us. Um, It's easy to explain because uh, the virus is transmitted through a droplet. Okay. So it's not... Uh, it's not airborne as such, so it's not floating around in the air. You have to be in close enough contact for someone to sneeze, cough, or sort of expel some sort of droplet from themselves to you, basically. Exactly. And then if yeah, exactly. it falls on your arm or your piece of... What about if it falls on a piece of clothing or something and then you wipe your mouth or something like that? Is that... Is that That's cr- still an issue because even if they cough and it goes on the desk or on the laptop and you come and, you know, type something in, you can contaminate your fingers. Then you go and pick up a, a piece of sandwich to yep. have for lunch yep. and you've contaminated yourself, which is why we go back to your point of the use of hand sanitizer. Regular washing of hands is really important. And I agree with you, Douglas, because it's... I personally have not seen as many what we call ILI or influenza-like illness this year, maybe because we're just a bit more aware with our, uh, you know... Washing hands. Coming. Washing hands regularly, coughing into our elbows and things. Yep. In relationship to so a face mask, so if I go and buy myself a cloth mask, for example, and then... Um, and it's a reusable one, how long should I have that on for? Should I have it on the whole day and then wash it at the end of the day, or should I have one every three hours? Is there a time limit? No. Um, You know, it's kind of like, okay, if you're quite unwell with a cold, then you probably should change it, um, you know, twice a day. But just for covering, 
once a day is enough, then you wash it. Um, let's remember, it's not, you know, it, it's a combination of all these things that helps us. Right. Not one thing is absolutely 100%, and not everybody can wear the, you know, plastic visors, um, yes. <laughs> industrial size yes. PPE. But we just need to all protect ourselves and protect each other from the spread of the virus. Okay. What what is your opinion on wearing gloves? Um, I think, I think it's important because often we, you know, we just touch things without realizing, or uh, we pick up something, you know, subconsciously we haven't thought about, and so uh, I personally wear gloves when I go out, even when I'm driving uh, at the moment just because I have that heightened sense of awareness. You know, I get out of the car, close the door, I go and open the door to the office, and right. I don't know who's... Yeah, who's been on that door, door handle. Yes. Um, so it's all those surfaces where you could pick up something. And again, it's not that I will necessarily pick up a virus from it. I just want to uh, ensure that I minimise the chances of catching it. And and how often should you change a pair of gloves then if you've got a pair of disposable gloves? Should you be doing that every hour or so? Or um, and do yeah. you sanitise those and wash them as well? Or well, obviously while they're on your hands, or do you just just throw them away and start again with another pair? Yeah, and that probably comes in the discussion about sustainability of the environment. I mean, yep. you can actually use hand sanitizer while you've got gloves on and they can just dry uh, that way. But it really depends on, you know, we go and make a cup of tea, a sandwich. Yeah, I would throw away the gloves and, and put on new ones afterwards. Right. Yep. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, there's no hard and fast rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So now... We're travelling around New Zealand, and so um, obviously if we're in our car by ourselves or if we're in a car with other people that we know, we probably wouldn't need to be wearing a mask, do you think? Or you could do, I guess. Not, yeah, not if you're in a car by yourself. Uh, I don't think that. But it's when you're out in public. I mean, as you know, the advice with Level 3 at the moment is when you're strongly advised when you're out especially if you cannot maintain social distancing. Distancing. So obviously at the airport, travelling on a public bus, a ferry or an aeroplane would be quite advisable to have a a face mask on and even gloves and um, and just maintaining a, a good, trying to maintain social distancing from people that you actually don't know. Is the main Absolutely. important. Okay, well, I we, think that's really important. Okay, so if we're um, travelling around New Zealand and we happen going into a motel and hotel, um, obviously we're not going to be going and checking into a hotel which is used for COVID nineteen quarantine from international people coming <laughs> no. into. But what what about the the general hygiene of the property? Um, should we be relying on the cleaning staff that? All surfaces are clean, and that how long is um, say the COVID nineteen is active in an area where you are? You go to a motel, and should you maybe buy something like a, a, a wipe or a disinfectant and wipe down those surfaces in case of the person before you has been um, in the motel room that has actually um, 
has showing has had symptoms of COVID nineteen, and you, there's a possibility it could be still there. Could it still be there if they were infected? I guess is my question. And what should we I, do? I guess, <laughs> I guess if it was just a few hours, mm-hmm. it could be. However, I, I'm not sure, but a, the percentage, but most of the hotels tell us now that they do a really. I mean, they're calling it a deep clean, deep right. clean. You know, with change of linen, wiping down surfaces, and uh, being really clear. But I think it, it's our individual responsibility when we walk in. You know, you're opening the door, so you're handling that. If yes. you haven't got a glove, then make sure you've got um, hand sanitizer. And just when you walk in, you know, it's the tables, the desks, and all of that in the room. It doesn't hurt to wipe it down yourself. Um, That's, I think, our personal, it's almost like your own hygiene to just ensure that you maximise your protection. And is there anything specifically that we should go and buy from the supermarket that would is better? Is it like just a normal cloth with like a bottle of detergent of some sort? Is it? equally enough or do you need to have some sort of disposable wipe or something like that is it it's just general hygiene or general cleanliness of a normal cleaning product will do the job absolutely yeah just the normal cleaning products are good enough because remember we're then uh you know when we go out we're hopefully wearing masks or even with gloves to protect ourselves so we're not taking things out or bringing things in into our rooms either. So uh, it's, yeah, it's just general cleaning. Okay. That we can use. And as for travelling, it's relatively, in the South Island we're at level two, obviously. So uh, travelling around or making major changes to our uh, travel plans shouldn't really, we shouldn't be cancelling things necessarily just because of the situation we're in at the moment. We just need to be more aware of our personal... Situation. Yeah, of, of our personal choices and what we're doing. You know, you're a bit more flexible in the South Island with Level 2. There are no restrictions in terms of um, uh, travel, like Auckland is restricted to within the Auckland area. Yes. But I would just, again, ask the question, you know, do I really need this trip? Uh, can I defer it? Because of all the contacts, you know, you can think about it, Douglas. It's yep. kind of like I'm getting to my car. I'm probably going to stop off and get petrol somewhere. Might stop and get a sandwich somewhere. You know, yep. all those interactions that you will have. Which increases your risk capability. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just a personal assessment of uh, what risks am I really putting on myself here and what risks am I uh, putting on myself to bring back the virus inadvertently without realising it Mm -hmm. to my family when I come back. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, Thank you, Dr. Arpi, just about out of time. But you've also um, got a Facebook page. Um, do you belong to this Facebook? Is it your Facebook page or is it part of your uh, sort of um, work with the Facebook page called Preparing Pacific? Have I yes. said that correctly? No, I work. Yeah. So there's a, um, this is pre-COVID times. There's an organization called the Cause Collective that works 
in South Auckland, uh, using social media to engage with communities, young people, about the health aspects of what they're seeing. And we just pivoted when COVID happened uh, and started sending out uh, Prepare Pacific messages. So, you know, anybody's welcome to link into it. It's called preparepacific.nz, and you'll get the regular updates. Uh, I do a session, which is mainly clinical messages. Uh, there's a lot of panels of uh, different uh, ages, different ethnic groups uh, talking about the issues for them, both COVID-related and other health issues. Okay. Well, well um, yes. Well, I have I have looked at it as well myself, and it was really quite interesting. And I got some of the questions from that as well for today. So, right. all right. Well, um, thank you, Dr. Arpi, for your uh, discussion and help today. And um, we would um, like to have you back on again soon. But um, thank you for today very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, you know, best wishes to your listeners. Great. Thank you. Right. That's Thanks. the show. Thank you, and we'll talk to you again soon. If you like today's show and would like to hear it again, please go to plainsfm.org.nz and download the podcast by searching the DJ Mac Travel Show. If you would like more information and would like to talk to someone, maybe myself, then please call us on 0800 196633 and that's at Identity Tours here in Christchurch. Thank you and have a good week. Mm-hmm.